Miracy. Hey, I'm Ray Bram, and you are listening to Making It. I run a business called The Summit Guy, and we help entrepreneurs build audiences, make JV connections, and build email lists via virtual summits. My entrepreneurial journey probably started back in the oh, five to eight-year-old time frame. I used to put on, we had one of these big Midwestern basements that was unfinished, these uh, beams that were old and rusty, but we great for hanging curtains. And I used to put on puppet shows for other kids on the street. And, um, you know, the puppet show was free, but the milkshakes were 10 cents. But for me, I liked the entertaining part the most. I had a buddy that would help me and he'd like to count the money in the back and uh, while I'm doing the whole show myself. But so I probably started with puppet shows. I moved on to a paper route. I mowed lawns on, the, on our street. I did a lot of those things. So I always had it in my blood. So I was a soccer and a track guy in college. And my advisor was a math PhD and... I was one of those guys that said, look, I'm undecided. So freshman year, I was undecided the entire year. But by sophomore year, he just started writing math major down as my major. And I'm like, what? I never agreed to that. But I was like, well, whatever. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll just keep taking math classes. And I ended up taking some of the most, uh, you know, some of my Calc 5, I had like five people in the class. And logic was my best subject. But uh, that brought me into the kind of the corporate programming world. And my first real job was a, a COBOL programmer. You know, Fridays, you know, you're a young corporate worker, you, it's going to happy hour, right? And I would go to happy hour and everybody I'd meet, they'd be like, oh, I do this. And what do you do? And I literally would say, instead of telling them where I worked or what I did, I just say, I hate my job. And after a while, I'm like, this should be telling me something. I should be doing something different. But I couldn't stomach even tell. I was just like so, and I love the people I work with. I'm good with people. I've made a lot of friends, but the work itself and just sitting there and, you know, having a boss was the other thing, having something I had to get done that was really of no benefit to me. That really just, I really struggled with that. So I bought a property management franchise. I had been laid off once from a company. I got another job inside that company. But I said, I'm not letting this happen again. And so on the side, I started this property management company. You know, there's so many things I learned from that property management experience. For instance, I had another friend that owned a franchise as well, and he called it a conflict business. It's like, okay, the tenants hate you because you're trying to collect the rent. The owners hate you because you've repaired some things and it costs them money. The vendors, they're mad at you because you couldn't get in or they, you know, you're, they want you to pay you faster. They want to charge you more. The Department of Real Estate's watching you every second of this day. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of, you know, this isn't really for me. But I learned that. I learned all the aspects of the business I wanted to do. I learned all the aspects of the business I didn't want to do. And that was all from just tr making that first attempt and trying to do that. And, you know, we built, in spite of all those things, we built an amazing company. And so... I use that as a guidepost. So even in the in my current digital world, I'll do things and then I'll step back and say, okay, I don't think that fits my personality as much as I thought it would. I'm going to step back and kind of alter direction and just course correct here. But you can't figure any of that. You can't figure any of those things out until you actually give it your first try. You know, I was so I went to an event 
icon, which was an Infusionsoft event. And I'm walking by a booth and almost every booth there is like, hey, here's how you use Infusionsoft to do this or keep as it is now. And here's how you use Infusionsoft to do that. And then there was one booth that was just completely different. And it was like, hey, co-author a book with Jack Canfield. Check it out. And it's like, what? What's this? This must be a sign. I walked over there and great guys there. And it was $7,000 to write a chapter and be on a book with Jack Canfield. And I remember saying, I'll be back. I got to think about it. And I, I knew as I was walking away, I was going to do it. You know, I just had to justify it in my head. And I came back and, but that was a turning point for me because I came back signed the thing that got the email and they're like, good, your chapter's due in two weeks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to write. I wrote a chapter. They gave me a, a, a kind of a pat on the back award that said yours was one of the better chapters. And I watched what they did launching the book and so forth. And I said, man, I, I could do that. Maybe I could help entrepreneurs do that. Maybe this is my thing. And so, you know, it's just another example of taking that first step. My motto, by the way, is just like, get to your second try of anything as quick as possible. And so I use that in this case it was like, okay, you know, I have no idea even where to start from a book, but if all I have to do is write a chapter and share a great story, I can do that. I did it. And then I, then I watched what they did as far as launching the book and promotion. I said, I can do that. And then I said, oh, I can help other people do that. I went out. And so after that book, I went to another real estate guy, a friend of mine. And I said, he did the, he does these seminars and he gets people to invest blocks of a hundred thousand dollars. I said, hey, I want to use you as a prototype. I went to a seminar, recorded it, and I thought, okay, I'm going to be a ghostwriter, right? This is, I can ghostwrite for entrepreneurs. And I, and I did that. We recorded a seminar, wrote a book for him. He mailed it out to everybody who attended his seminar and, and within two weeks got another $100,000 investment. And so he's like, this thing paid off like crazy. What happened for me was, you know what? I don't think I want to be a ghostwriter. That's just too much sitting still and staring at the screen. I like to invent things and create things. So it was just, you know, each of these steps, like, okay, get to the next step. And for me, you know, I, I, I continue to pivot back and forth. And, and the beautiful thing now is I follow basically what I call flex goals. It's like, well, if I'm setting this goal, but that may be, you know, a year from now, that may not exactly be what I want, but I'm still heading to that, but I might be tweaking it and building, you know, in the the types of activities that I that I like to do. I picture an entrepreneur as obviously there's different types, but uh, somebody that wants to be is looking for freedom. I mean, really, to me, it's all about freedom. Maybe it's financial freedom. Maybe it's uh, freedom of time. Maybe it's freedom to be with your family. And so to me, it's all about freedom and then serving. And you can do that by serving other people. And for me, you know, the best fit is having my own freedom and teaching other people how to get their freedom by being entrepreneurs. And maybe that's by launching a book or hosting a summit or, you know, creating a course, whatever that is, can I help them in some way do that and make it easier? And of course, I'm kind of on the, like, help you build an audience side. So, you know, that suits a lot of people, but it's all about Really, I just, you know, you could, in, if I had a dictionary, it'd be like entrepreneur equals freedom. Doesn't always, but, uh, you know, some people end up creating a business that becomes their job. But if you can keep all the freedom points in line, freedom of time, boss, family, you know, commitments, maybe even for me, that's, those are, those are what I really enjoy about entrepreneurship. 
you look at all these guys that are driving around in dirty jeans and, you know, sweaty t-shirts that are doing landscaping. And you're thinking, oh, thank God I've got this job where I wear a tie every day. At least we did when I started in corporate America. And uh, those guys, those landscape guys are making a lot more money, at least the business owners, a lot more money than I was. And you, you just don't see, you you look and say, well, society says that, you know, I'm in this corporate job and next year I'll be a, you know, level two programmer and just do the math, look at your deductions on your paycheck, all that kind of stuff and decide how much, you know, how much you need to replace that with. And can you do that? And the fact of the matter is, you know, I would have said, once you do that math, you're going to realize you should get started creating your own business as soon as possible because nothing's going to happen. You know, yeah, you run out of money for a couple months or whatever. You don't have your paycheck. Guess what? You fix it. You go on to the next thing. You build a business. I, you know, that's one thing I would say is just start now and you don't have to quit your job to do it either. You just start and believe you can have your own business. And I don't think there's any better opportunity today. We've got with the internet, the way it is, the tools out there, you don't have to, you know, it was taking a bigger risk back then. Now you can start something a side hustle tomorrow and just believe that you're building for the future and you can make all your dreams come true. Hey, I'm Ray Brem and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at thesummitguy.com and remember, get to your second try as soon as possible. Making It is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.